The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, part two of our two-part interview with Lauren Williams and Okoto Aforiata, co-founders of Capital B. Today, we are continuing our conversation about their newly launched and groundbreaking local and national news organization, their thoughts about Black media and journalism, and their bold visions for news that centers Black voices and experiences. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. Actually, to listen to both of you talk, it, it reminds me of a of a story that kind of landed me in this seat that I'm in right now. I've told this on the show before, but I'll share with you um, because I think it helps uh, it, it helps set up my next question for for the both of you. Um, so, you know, my background is in broadcasting, hip hop, uh, radio. Um, based in Phoenix, Arizona. And in 2020, um, the leadership on the streets uh, here in, in Phoenix uh, were Black women with the bullhorns organizing the marches and the protests. And um, I felt that bullhorns weren't really sufficient to get the information from their brains uh, throughout the community, especially when they were being challenged every night by TV stations. And so I felt like working in radio, you know, we had a media outlet. We could create a space for those uh, those women to come up and say their piece. Um, and the leadership at the radio station didn't love that idea. Um, in fact, what was told to me was exactly these words. Uh, we don't want to do a black show. And so um, I found that response to be unacceptable. And uh, resigned. I wrote my resignation to the city. And, you know, folks that had supported me over the years had given me my ratings and so forth. They ended up sharing that content and the station ended up having to own that one. Um, and then other stations reached out and says, hey, whatever show you were trying to do over there, will you be willing to come do it over here? And Unlike you, you guys are smart. Unlike you, I had no idea what I was doing. I I just was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm just going to do something different after having, you know, uh, nearly two decades in in my career. And, um, but I felt very passionate about 
you know, what needed to be discussed on the radio. Um, we weren't, we're not just rappers. We're not just singers. We're not just dancers and people who know how to dress cool. Um, we also have stories that need to be told. We have to grieve. We have to organize, you know, we have, we have a lot of challenges, um, in our communities and, and those things belong in the spaces where our culture is being consumed for profit. Um, and, uh, the, the, cha the charge that I gave was we don't mind if you eat from our table, just make sure you save us a seat, you know, wasn't asking for much. And so, um, again, that desire to get that content on the radio kind of snowballed into the radio show that I have now, which ultimately led me to doing this podcast on behalf of iHeartMedia and the Black Information Network. Um, and so I want to ask you, in addition to, you know, your plan, what were some of the critical sort of need to know topics that mainstream media wasn't talking about that either inspired you uh, in starting Capital B or continue to inspire you today? Um, and Lauren, I'll start with you. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it's not so much that there were need to know topics that the mainstream media wasn't talking about. I think it was the perspectives on the need to know topics. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think I have been really, really inspired by um, wanting to do environmental and environmental justice coverage um, yeah, yeah. by and for black people. That's something that I think there's a real void um, of in the black media space. And um, something else that we have done that I'm incredibly proud of is that we hired a rural issues reporter mm. um, to specifically cover black rural issues. I mean, is this like environmental you, racism, this sort of stuff. Well, well, um, our environmental justice reporter covers environmental uh, racism, but our our rural our rural such a hard word to say. Our rural issues reporter specifically just covers the black rural communities. Okay. Uh, she's from Mississippi and, um, you know, it's one of those things where rural is just coded as white in, you know, mainstream America and black in it's rural America is filled with black people, especially in the South. And, you know, I wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure that we were going to tell those stories. She's covering black farmers. She's covering, and there is a lot of uh, intersection between our environmental reporter and our rural reporter. Cause there are a ton of tons of environmental rural issues that um, are faced by black people, but um, just making sure that those people, those groups that are just never covered or those perspectives that are just never covered or the, the stories that are never covered for, for us, are covered. That is what's really, really driven, driven us is making sure that the intersection of the, the targeted audience and the perspective is, is, is really hitting. Mm. Yeah. And Lauren, Lauren touched on this earlier about how, you know, while there has been a lot of really important reporting um, about black issues as they relate to criminal justice, wealth, education, safety. Um, they're for white readers. They're explaining, you know, the plight of typically Black Americans to a white audience. Yeah. And I had become really excited, um, you know, in part because in my previous job, I got to work with a lot of nonprofit newsrooms and 
in big black cities that are um, approaching journalism, local journalism um, in the in the same way we are. But, you know, it's one thing to write about criminal justice. What if you are someone who or your family is ensnared in the criminal justice system? What if you are, you know, one of the, you know, black women who um, faces a particular um, health disparity when it comes to maternal mortality or breast cancer or what have you? Like what information can we give people who are actually dealing with these issues as opposed to just writing about them and that's a big thrust of what we do in our local in our local news operation and it's the thing that uh, also inspires me every day you know uh to your point akoto uh something that comes to mind is uh you know i'm sure you both know about this but the in los angeles the uh, city council meeting that turned a bit racist um a bit a little bit just yeah. a, just a tad <laughs> just a little bit yeah um and and you know in recent years you know i'm from i'm from uh los angeles is where i was born so i remember it when i was younger and to see what it has evolved to in terms of the racial tension between hispanic folks and black folks is a little strange because um you know we're, we're like cousin communities you know in my memory you know growing up but um to see that and to see the way it was covered in the media, you're absolutely right, Akoto. It was it was covered in such a way to where it basically explained what was going on for the sake of white people's understanding in the in the in the media in the in the um, reportings that I read the coverage, um, which is all well and good, but it certainly leaves a lot of the perspective a word that you used earlier, Lauren, um, off the table because how does this affect black people? What were they trying to do? Were they trying to weaken the black voice or, or uh, black political influence or black power um, in that media? And it wasn't covered from that perspective. In fact, I think it might have been uh, our producer, Maggie, that uh, brought that point up to me um, for another show that we do, Civic Cypher. She was explaining that, uh, you know, what they were trying to do in that conversation was to capture more power for um latinos and i guess in politics that's just kind of the name of the game but for it to devolve into outright racist behavior and that be the only component that was sensationalized by mainstream media and us as a community black folks not realize what the uh intention was is kind of scary because that's something that we need to know about racism is something that black people deal with every day we're like ah oh, you people they don't know better they or whatever, whatever, however we excuse it, you know, we're, we know how to deal with that, unfortunately, but to uh, realize that there was a cancerous element there that was underreported um, is a little scary. So um, yeah. I appreciate your response. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can go to capitalbnews.org and find our story about <laughs> talk to him, say <laughs> about that. that, which is which is that the the real the real story about the LA Council scandal is that it was a um, scheme to to, to to dilute black power, mm. black political yep. power in LA, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. And 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 exactly your point, which is that what we're trying to do is to dig through all of that other stuff mm -hmm. and talk about what the real issue is for the audience that matters perfect, um, perfect. the most to us. And um, so you hit on it. Exactly. It's funny when we were, when we were building up to launch and, and around launch, it's funny, it's totally dropped from the conversation now, but CRT was the big story. Mm -hmm. And in mainstream media, 
you would think that no black people went to school, no black people worked in schools, no, there were no such thing as black parents because the conversation was solely about how white parents were feeling about yeah. their children in school. Um, and it was just mind boggling to me every day to read these stories and to say like, nobody's thinking about how black kids are feeling about any of this mm -hmm. or how black parents are feeling about any of this. Um, and it took months before I saw uh, a story about that. Mm. Yep. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are here today with co-founders Lauren Williams and Okoto Aforiata, discussing their newly launched groundbreaking local and national news organization, Capital B. Their thoughts about Black media and journalism and their bold visions for news that centers Black voices and experiences. So, uh, 
I guess that brings me to my next question. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, Capital B's goal, from what I understand, is to reach a multi-generational uh, demographic of Black audiences nationwide. And um, hosting live events is a growing segment of your business model as well. So let's talk about who you're trying to reach and how you're trying to reach them, all the, the new and creative ways. Yeah, I mean, um, with events, um, you know, we started Capital B and we wanted it to be a place that was convening really important conversations that we felt that Black people across the country wanted and needed to have. Uh, and events is just another way for us to deliver on that, to get to interact with people um, virtually um, and soon in person, um, you know, and have regular touch points with them. Um, but also, you know, we are... Um, trying to reach people in a whole bunch of different ways. If you, on our national side, if you go to our website, like I said, you can, you know, uh, sign up for our newsletter, uh, sign up for our social media where you can see all of our important reporting and all of our, and follow our reporters who, you know, are regularly um, sharing out their work. Mm -hmm. And on the local side, we have a real, you know, part of our mission is to really, have community members inform the work that we do. Um, so in Atlanta and in all of our local newsrooms in the future, um, there is a real strong community engagement uh, part of our work where we are out in the, the streets every single day talking to people, um, trying to understand what their news needs are, uh, what information gaps they have, what things they need to know just to live you know, in their communities in a more informed way. We um, are wrapping up a series on what Black voters are saying in Atlanta, and that was fueled by our community engagement editor hosting focus groups um, with, you know, Black men in Atlanta, uh, with Black LGBTQ voters, and, you know, talking to them about the issues that matter to them. And so this is, I think, you know, one of the real special parts about Capital B is that we're not just journalists who are sitting in our newsrooms deciding solely amongst ourselves what Black communities need to know. We're talking to people every day and letting that inform our work. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, I guess I want to ask you both this uh, among my final questions. Um, I still want to know what Capital B, where the name came from. I was just remembering we'll, that we'll I never. Start, we'll start. Oh uh, yeah, I thought about that too. Um, no, I didn't forget. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, Maggie wanted to make sure that I asked this one as well. So, um, the future of Black journalism. You, you guys seem to have a real solid um, grasp on what's going on today, and obviously there's a lot of passion here, and so kind of envisioning what the future will look like. Um, how do you see things taking shape five, 10, 20 years from now with respect to Black media and Black journalism? We'll start with you, Lauren. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to note that, you know, when we launched Capital B, we were joining a legacy of Black press that has been around for um, you know, over a hundred years yeah. and um, still exists around the country. Right. Um, many of 
many of them are thriving, but also many of them are experiencing some of the, the, the business issues that we were talking about earlier that yeah. all, all of the media is experiencing. I think what we're trying to do with Capital B is, is not definitely not replace that, but, but join it, join that, that legacy and build upon it. And also, um, you know, hopefully innovate around business models that can be sustainable and take us into the future together as, as a black press. Um, and I'm hopeful that we can be inspiring to future black news entrepreneurs who want to launch news organizations of their own in their cities and towns or nationally. Um, I think one of the really great things about the nonprofit space is, is there was a real lack of competition and a real uh, value in partnership because it's really about audience and mission and joining together uh, you can reach more people and give more people good information. Mm. So my hope is that uh, we all start really working together to find sustainable models and reach more people. Yeah. I would say that, um, you know, the future we're working toward is one where um, information is uh, free and fair for everyone, including Black people, um, because, you know, if that's our mission and that's whose needs we think have been criminally underprioritized in our industry. Um, I also envision a future where, you know, it's um, journalists are working with community members and community members are really participating in the process of news making, news gathering and, and news distribution. I think that is a really important part of um you know, confronting the problems that we face, that everyone uh, take ownership of making sure that information is is accurate and factual and that we all have a stake in, 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 in sharing it widely. Um, and I think that, you know, the result of all of that could be uh, that we really limit misinformation and mistruths and, and, and the things that, you know, the, the falsehoods that run rampant and put us in danger. Um, and so, you know, that is, that is capital B's goal. I love it. So once again, um, let's let folks know how we can tap in, uh, support you individually. And of course, uh, capital B, I need all social media, all websites, where can people get money to you? How can they get it from their pocket to yours? Now's the time to get it all off. Great. Um, Go to our website, capitalbnews.org. Um, if you want to support our work, you can uh, click on the big button on the right-hand side that says become a member nice. um, and become a contributing uh, member of, of Capital B. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Capital B News and on Facebook.com at, sorry, Facebook.com slash Capital B News. Okay. And you can follow me at Lauren Williams on Twitter. And how can they follow you, Akoto? Um, you can follow me at Akoto. So, you know, I got to find a, a Twitter handle. Uh, it's been complicated, y'all. Someone took my first and last name. So like I had to like do a whole bunch of iterations, but it's Akoto underscore OA on Twitter. That's easy enough. Akoto, A-K-O-T-O underscore OA. That's right. All right. Well, everybody needs to tap in. Um, and like you said, you made it easy enough. All right. Um, so uh, last but not least, 
You know what's coming. I need to know where the name comes from, what it means. So who wants to take this one? Uh, I, I can. Lauren, we can, we can both talk about it. All right, let's go. Um, so it's funny because when we started building Capital B, there was actually a really big debate in journalism about whether or not to actually capitalize the B in black and like our reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard style had been lowercase B. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we're honest, Lauren and I were kind of eye rolly about, <laughs> about it because um, we felt like it was just like a very simple change that there were a lot of cosmetic changes happening. Yes, a lot time. of things that people without a lot about. of like a lot of easy things that were changing and without a lot of the hard things changing. And this felt like one of them, um, even though it's meaningful, it wasn't like spending a lot of money on hiring a bunch of black people. <laughs> right, like you could do like the hard stuff was like hiring black people, paying them fairly, putting them in leadership positions, just listening to them. Right. Like those, <laughs> those were the things that like, Black journalists were looking for mainstream news to do. And uh, instead, they were like, let's capitalize on being Black. Not diminishing yeah. the importance of that, but it just felt like it was. And also everybody got like, let's give everybody Juneteenth off and capitalize yeah, on being Black. That was that's, what, that's what happened in every newsroom. Yeah. So that caused us to be a little eye-rolly about that. But I think the spirit behind capitalizing the B, um, you know, recognizing that Black people are... Um, undeniably an important cultural force in this country have been, um, will be in the future. Um, And that distinction is worthy of respect. Like that um, is very much what our newsroom is all about. And so in that regard, it was the perfect name. And uh, what are the, we struggled. (laughs) Everything else was so bad. We had a lot of hard to name things y'all. It's very hard. We struggled. We had a lot of bad names and, um, you know, maybe I'm like a, we might share, I don't know if we'll share them one day. Probably not. But uh, yeah, I think Lauren had brought up what about capital B and it felt, it felt pretty perfect from the I, moment. I, I love it. If I'm honest, I, you nailed it, especially with that story and nailed mm-hmm. it to the wall. Good for yeah. you. Well named. Well, thank you both for coming on today's show and sharing your amazing story. You're both very passionate individuals and um, that passion is indeed infectious, certainly has gotten the air excited around these parts uh, if you haven't noticed already. And so uh, once again, I just wanna thank you both for your time. Today's guest, once again, Lauren Williams and Akoto Aforiata. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. This was so fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your support. Um, And we really appreciate it. And before we go, I'll leave you with this. Today's dialogue brings to mind a famous quote from African-American minister and human rights activist Malcolm X. Although stated more than 50 years ago, it's still as applicable as ever. In referencing the implications of an irresponsible media, Malcolm X said, quote, It will make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the media will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. And he goes on to say, this is sort of a propaganda tactic that I would call psychological warfare, unquote. In full consideration of the extremely important information shared by Lauren and Okoto today, and with that historic yet timely reminder from Malcolm X, let us fully realize what the reality of the stakes are. 
The bottom line is that if we are not taking ownership and leadership over disseminating our own news, our personal stories, and our own information, others will. And history continues to show us just how dangerous this can be. Let's commit to better. Let's commit to capital B. And let's commit to supporting black journalism, news, and media regularly, consistently, and however we can. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson, associate producer Maggie B. Nowen. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.